As mentioned at the top of the program, we're not going to do any obituaries in today's show. We're going to reserve that for probably a special program in May for some of the people we need to talk about. Instead, let's do something a little bit different. Uh, This correspondent had a chance to travel down to San Francisco to see a production of Jersey Boys some weeks back. And I got to tell you, I was pretty knocked out. It was was what stage productions ought to be. And I was sort of pondering how to talk about it on the program when I stumbled across... An article written in our very own Cal Aggie by Elizabeth Orpina, who is the arts editor down the hall here. Uh, of course, I don't know if you know this, dear listener, but the two institutions are both in the basement of Freeborn Hall, but we don't interact nearly enough. But to correct that, <laughs> we're going to uh, be able to say, welcome to Radio Parallax, Elizabeth Orpina. Let's talk about some of what you've written. Well, thank you for having me. Some of what I wrote was basically a combination of uh, two events that I got to attend. The cocktail hour was the first time that SHN Theaters held a cocktail hour um, where we got to watch load in and actually take pictures inside the theater and ask questions with the four Jersey boys. And I also got amazing seats uh, for the press opening night. And then my contact hooked it up and I was able to have a phone interview with one of the Jersey boys. So I put it all together in one article and basically it should convince you to go see that show. <laughs> Well, I must tell you, I'm extremely jealous for this opportunity that uh, that came your way, and, and I'm gathering this came your way because of your work uh, as the Aggie Arts Editor? Yes. I write a weekly column, more so in the past than the present, as we move to the weekly. It's still a transition, but yeah. I focus a lot on Broadway musicals, and one of the public relations people in San Francisco for SHM Theaters somehow came across my column, and she contacted me, and she said she liked my writing, and she wanted to work with me in order to kind of bring a college voice into this and get San Francisco Theater more involved on college campuses. Well, outstanding. I hope that will, uh, that'll, that'll afford opportunities for both, uh, both the Aggie and for the people at, at SHN and otherwise. This sounds awesome. Yeah, I, I hope to pass it on to the next uh, arts editor. Well, let's talk a little bit about this uh, this this show. Um, well, actually, let me quote from the, the Chronicle, which I, I want to talk to you about because I'm irked, but they only gave it the little man clapping instead of the little man up on the chair. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Can you can you believe that? I don't know about yours, but I mean, there was a there was an eruption of a spontaneous uh, you know uh, applause and a standing ovation at the at the at the conclusion, which was well deserved. It was it was absolutely necessary. Yes. Well, according to the, the Chronicle, the musical about Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons returns in a production that shines, even though some rough spots in the cast. Brilliantly constructed by writers Marshall Brickman and Rick Ellis and director Des McAniff, the show delivers irresistible songs, sizable laughs, and a story that's unexpectedly endearing. And I think that last phrase summarized it for me. I didn't think it would be such an engaging uh, tale as, as the story of Frankie Valley unfolds. I agree. It, it's able to really combine a crap ton of songs. And you would imagine that as basically a musical with not a lot of dialogue and just pure songs showing off um, a group's kind of musical background and their top hits wouldn't be something that engages 
the audience, but this one pulled it off like effortlessly. It did. So I don't know why C. Jones writing in the Chronicle couldn't give it what it deserves. And I also don't know what rough spots are talking about in the cast. I thought, I thought the cast was solid, and all four of the guys playing the four seasons were just terrific. They were born for those roles, and I do remember <laughs> at the cocktail hour they said um, that the three girls on the cast play about 58 roles uh, every single night. Uh, they have 58 oh different God. costume changes. Oh, my yeah. God. I do want to recommend to our listeners that, uh, you know, if they have any thoughts about going seeing a production, this would be certainly one to put at the top of your list. It's something for, as the um, Michael Lamenda, who I interviewed, um, he basically ended with, it's a show for both you and your grandma <laughs> and your parents. Like, it's, it's something for every generation. Well, Lamenda plays, uh, plays Nick Massey, who's sort of, uh, I had to laugh, He's sort of the, the, maybe I guess you'd say the least important of the four in terms of organization and how the whole thing evolved. And there's one line where he addresses the audience, and he, he more or less quit uh, quit the group later on, and says, "Well, um, you know, when there's four of you, and you're Ringo, <laughs> it's time to give it some oh, thought." That was it's a great, so good, well written, and it's it makes fun of itself, and I love it. Yes, it's got a, it's got a little bit of ability to step back and realize that the that the four seasons were I don't know what the description would be they they were a little bit quirky in how they would sing with the, with the falsetto voices and things and yet uh, and yet they had smash hit after smash hit for a good reason the music is very engaging and you you would be surprised every single song that they sing it's like I did not know that that was that group we all know the music but I had no idea it's all from one group. Well, Elizabeth, I got a few years on you on that one, so, uh, so I, I, I heard a lot of these things when they were actually uh, on the on the Billboard top hits. So uh. that's what I heard from my mother as well. But she <laughs> she pretends that she has no memory, so she's like, it was just a nice reminder of my teenagehood. Yeah. Well, Mike Lomenda, he, uh, you know, he, God, he really was very good, and you had a chance to. Uh, I noticed in your interview, you asked him about what where he sees himself later in his career, and he he asks. Do I want to be performing the rest of my life? Which is what the, the character of uh, playing uh, uh, Bob uh, Gaudio more or less says. He didn't want to perform the rest of his life and went on to do other things in production. So I guess that is an issue for someone who's up there banging out on the stage every night. That's got to wear you out. That's something that while you have the energy and you're talented and you're popular, do as much as you can. And then as your taste evolves and as your experiences change you, you're of course going to want to do different things. So I guess... That's a really good question to ask yourself is, do I really want to be doing this the rest of my life? All right. Well, Elizabeth, we are running out of time, sad to note. But, uh, but doggone it, I wish KDVS and the Aggie would interface more often. We're so close to, in the same uh, proximity that, that we have. Hopefully we can make that happen. Well, next year, since the Aggies went to about weekly production this, uh, this spring quarter, uh, we are actually making more changes next year. We're already in talks to work with Aggie TV. And I do believe that we are in close talks with KDVS as well in order to provide um, multimedia kind of combinations of articles and presentations of information to reach more people and to utilize all of the ASUCD units um, in the dungeon. Good enough. Well, let, uh, let's, have, let's have you back on in the future sometime and talk about some more of this stuff. This was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I would love to be back. All right, Elizabeth, we'll, we'll make that happen. All right, we've been speaking with Elizabeth Orpina. She has been the Aggie Arts Editor, and, uh, and, and I recommend your piece, which you can probably find on the web. In fact, no doubt you can. Jersey Boys returns to San Francisco in the California Aggie.
That about does it for today's program, which was produced by Edward McMillan. Our thanks to Elizabeth Thorpina and, of course, Mary Roach. We think Gulp Adventures on the Alimentary Canal uh, is a hell of a read and recommend it to you highly. We would note that next week marks our annual Pledge Drive program. One week out of every year, KDVS must devote some time to raising funds so that they can operate for the other 51 weeks. Thus, we will be counting upon you, dear listener, to call in and pledge your support to this program and to this station. It's been our enormous pleasure for the past decade plus to be able to call up and interview people like Walter Cronkite, Jim Lehrer, Carol Channing, Ambassador Joe Wilson, Dennis Kucinich, and the immortal General Chuck Yeager. But dear listener, we can't do it without you. So on next week's hour, please do what you can to call in and contribute. We'll see you then. <laughs>